Hey y'all, it's Brittany again with another episode of The Authenticated Podcast. On this weekend's episode, I have a great conversation with two of my closest friends, Christine and Anessa. We are diving into some personal details, chatting relationships. To be honest, on my podcast, I do not normally dive into the personal details of my dating history and my current dating status. However, I feel it's valuable to share some of my personal experiences and stories with my listeners. Some may be surprised, some may not, but I'm ready to share with you guys. So if you like this week's episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Yeah. I want to point out that I saw you walking a dog one hour ago and you were dressed to the tens. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I was not dressed to the tens. I was literally wearing a sweater and like black jeans. The selfie says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> it's my coat. My coat does it for me. Well, you've also worked with me and you know that like I'm always underdressed. <laughs> no, I think you're like overdressed in a different way. Like you're stylish. I believe you're ready for anything. Prostitution. Prostitution. (laughs) Well, you got my attention. That's all I want. (laughs) Anessa? Hi. Sorry. You're just about four minutes and two seconds late. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I was having dinner. Leave me alone. (laughs) This is a business. It's 736. I know. And Brittany has to go to bed at like 8.15. So So we might as well just start rolling now. (laughs) Well, hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? Great. (laughs) How are you? This is good. This is the way to hang out now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Vanessa, Brittany said I was overdressed today for my walk. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Why do you look so good when you walk a dog? All the time. And I'm like, you should see me when I walk the dog. Actually, the other day I was wearing an outfit that Stephen said looked obnoxious because the colors <laughs> hurt his eyes. I love that. It was a look. And my socks were two different socks, too. And I stole them actually from his mother. So when you live alone, you don't have to impress anybody. So you're like, no one's going to see me. Oh, I just don't you- try to impress anybody regardless. <laughs> I haven't worn makeup since like last summer. <laughs> do you guys think we should talk about dating hell yeah I don't really know if I have much dating advice because I never focused on dating yeah same I don't think I've ever actually been on like a a first date with someone I don't know except once when I got set up well I've been in isolation and there was a solid year where I was thinking about what it was like dating when I was younger I don't know if you guys feel this way but I feel like there was a lot less pressure because there was a lot less expectation and you didn't care as much about what the outcome was. Yes. But uh, I am still in my maybe, 20s. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just gotta <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> wow. You're almost 30, so technically it counts. Okay, fine. What do you think the shift was between when you were dating in your early 20s to mid 20s? Because I know you met Steven in your mid 20s. Oh, I don't even know. I, so, like, when Steven and I met, I was, there was no intention of dating. It just kind of happened. But before that, I was kind of in, like, a weird spot where I was like, I don't really know what to do now because I just got out of a long relationship. How do I be single? Right. But I figured it out. And then I met Steven and 
So I was single for like three months, honestly. Four months, <laughs> officially. Four months. Wow. Christine and I cannot relate to that. You cannot. Well, actually, no, I had a long-term relationship when I was in my 20s. Oh, yeah, true. I was with someone, right, for six years. That's a really yeah. long time. It was a, a very long time. But my- <laughs> and no, I'm not naming names. <laughs> I dated in basically from grade nine until Stephen. I don't think I've been single for like more than a year. Plus, I'm in the plus group. <laughs> COVID makes it hard though. Yeah. COVID is like such a weird anomaly that you're like, does this count? Because in reality, I'd be able to go out and do things. It's true. Anything that happened in COVID just doesn't count. Except for right. my engagement. That counted. That <laughs> definitely counted. <laughs> but it's not like, you know, I haven't like been on dates or whatever. It's just I haven't been in a committed relationship in like four plus years. Right. What's it like dating in your 30s? Yeah. I'm definitely not a fan, hence I'm <laughs> That explains that. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot changes. Even for the individual person, like for myself, I found myself very different from when I was in my 20s to my mid-20s to my 30s. I don't know. Maybe it's the men that I'm selecting or have been selecting, but I feel like we're always on different pages. Right. For sure. Do you feel like you have to force it? Um, Not necessarily force. I just feel like our interests are different. Our goals are different. Um. Even if there was like chemistry from the beginning, as you get into the conversations and then you get to know them a bit more and months pass by, I just realized these men that I've been meeting are not like, no (laughs) offense, but at my speed. That's totally fair. No, (laughs) I get that. And like, don't you feel when you're in your 30s, Anessa, you can't relate, but when you're in your 30s, you really start to realize who you are. And it makes it that mm-hmm. much clearer what you want. And it makes it that much harder mm-hmm. to find because your magnifying glass has that much more of a lens of what you're looking for. It, exactly. Like, I feel like I've probably done so much self-development work um, over the last couple of years and more so in the most recent year. But I just feel like I now am more confident in who I am and what I want to look for it just becomes harder in a sense where I feel like it's not like I'm picky or I'm looking for a checklist but even like having just a happy healthy relationship seems hard to find right or do on the flip side do you think it's easy to find because knowing that there's so many no's is a process of elimination in itself but that's the process of tiring Christina (laughs) (laughs) let's get let's be real here for a second like it's exhausting guys they just have to shower they put on their clothes they spray some cologne and they get the car clean right maybe maybe definitely right girls we go through like a whole process shower shave i have to do my eyebrows and like put on the whole makeup thing and then do your hair your outfit do the hair spray, spray oh. perfume make sure make sure you're moisturized everywhere wow I've literally <laughs> never moisturized done my eyebrows or shaved so I don't know what that's like <laughs> <laughs> can't relate let's hear yeah. how you get ready for a date Brittany <laughs> she texts me and she's like okay I have this eyeshadow palette now tell me a good date look and what colors to use and where I text Anessa every time before I go anywhere 
to tell me how to apply a face product. <laughs> and I pretty much give her like a step-by-step. She'll send me the picture of the palette and I'll send it back with a little dot on the color. And I'm like, okay, put this on your lid, then blend this in the crease, and then <laughs> this on the outer corner. And it always turns out great. So yeah, but you guys, I've never been a makeup person. So I started makeup recently. I'm 34 years old and I started it one year ago. Yeah, Nessa, tell us how to clean brushes because um, you have like the makeup. But actually, you literally just buy a brush cleaning mat on Amazon <laughs> and then you take your brushes with some soap underwater and you just like smush it on there, clean it off. I haven't got my eyebrows done in over a year. You don't need to. You know, it's a trend now, right? They're not sisters. They're not cousins. They're like, they're not they're distantly related, like third cousins twice removed. <laughs> Are you not plucking then while you're in No, I'm not. I'm just not. I'm trying to see if I can, because I used to have the best eyebrow shape, and then I went through the whole, I'm going to tweeze them (laughs) until there's only a line of one hairs right next to each other, so they're super thin and look like upside down check marks. Like, that's my look. And they never came back the same way after that, so I'm trying to see. When I used to pluck my eyebrows. Well, I shouldn't have because, like, I don't have a lot of hair to begin with or hair growth. So I, I, I put them all and I used to even get them waxed. I'm like, oh, now looking back, I'm like, what were they waxing? Really? <laughs> I was being scammed. They're like, oh, let's, let me wax your eyebrows. Meanwhile, there's like no hair coming out and <laughs> are coming off my face. It's literally been 12, 15 years Damn. since I last touched Same. my eyebrows. Maybe maybe that says something. Maybe I should start taking care of my eyebrows. <laughs> Another reason why I'm still single. <laughs> it's actually a hard market. Yeah. Christina, yeah. are you on dating mm-hmm. apps right now? <clears throat> no, I haven't been on a dating app since I don't even know when. Last year? So how do you meet people during COVID? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not like a bad thing or whatever I think it's just timing of COVID and as well I'm just I don't know if I'm very interested in um right. dating right now I think my where my head space is and where I'm at in my life is more focused yeah. on my careers and life goals right yeah having your you time is so important because it is a time to really look inward and be productive with what your opportunities are and who you are and really take the time to self-discover yeah, I totally agree. I think the person that I'm meant to be with are meant to be in our lives for a reason at the right yes. time. So many people are like, oh my gosh, like if I don't get someone by this and this time, that means I can't have babies. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people like that. Like I've had friends mm-hmm. who are like, okay, my plan is I will meet someone by the age of 20. We will be married by 25 and then 27, I'll have a kid <laughs> and then 30, I'll have another. It's like, no, life doesn't work like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, all my friends um, are basically married and have children. I don't get pressure from that, though. I don't know. I I feel like I get more pressure from my parents than I do from my friends. Uh, For sure. My social circle, I don't really feel that pressure to like have to keep up. Is it because of X, Y, and Z? Is it because you work too much? Being single, in my opinion, is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to really create It's an opportunity to look at your purpose. It's an opportunity to really focus inward. Don't you think there's some value in having your alone time? Oh, for sure. Definitely. 
for sure. Like I felt when um, one of the guys I was seeing in the past four years was um, a distraction to like my entrepreneurial spirit, for sure. If you're in any relationship, it's hard to sometimes balance between what your goals are and what the attention is that you need to give to your relationship. I do think there's a happy medium. Have you guys ever experienced being in a relationship that has been unhealthy or seemed like an inconvenience? Who hasn't? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like many. Come on. I I feel like uh, most of them um, that I've been in have been not so great i don't think my yeah, dating right. track record has been great except period. now i so. think I'm, i think i'm i'm on the right track now i i, I hope so <laughs> <laughs> i'm planning a wedding so i hope <laughs> yeah i've had really healthy relationships i've dated people i've been friends with my whole life i've dated people that i've been best friends with i haven't had outside of one relationship i've had i've never had a traumatic relationship but I dated someone who had narcissism like narcissistic personality disorder Mm -hmm. and it really redefined to me what my Mm -hmm. definition of a healthy relationship was and it honestly in my opinion was an omen it was a lesson about how to set a standard for what you actually deserve in the future in your life when reality strikes and you're actually Mm -hmm. living life with them, that intimacy and connection could easily be overshadowed by other things. Oh, absolutely. um, When I was in this situation, I just remember thinking this person was my person. I thought I was going to get married to them. And then reality struck. And I actually saw the true colors come through and I realized I was in a very manipulative situation and it was not healthy for me, but it was very much a lesson that, I was better than the situation I was in, but I had to realize who I was to get out of it. For sure. But I feel like narcissistic people, like that's what they do. They show you a side that's going to attract you in. And then once you're in, that's when slowly the facade disappears and you get to see what's really going on. And it's, but by that time you're already in it. So it's a whole thing. For sure. Do you guys remember the guy I was seeing like last year who was very narcissistic Um, at the beginning when I first went on a date with him? I I wasn't so sure about him. I didn't know if I had feelings for him or if I was even interested. And then he pushed it on me, like um, meaning like he kept uh, pursuing me. And then I went on another date and then he started um, doing all these like things to wow me, like take me on fancy dates, say the right things, do the right things. It was like pure happiness and honeymoon phasey. And then as soon as that phase was ending, I started to see other sides to him. I realized he was very much a narcissist and very he was very manipulative and he lied all the time and then if you confronted him with lies he turned it around Mm -hmm. and made it about you know and it really um, played with your mind and really played with your emotions at some point you kind of lose like who you are and where you stand in the relationship the relationship starts eating at you and and put you on a pedestal in a sense in the beginning yeah and then so that you value what they say mm-hmm. and their opinion so much and then it comes down to they just rip you to shreds it's crazy how they're oh. able to completely like 
alter your sense of self. Yes. Totally. And they manipulate you and gaslight you into making you think that you're crazy and you're wrong. And healthy relationships aren't about right and wrong. Yeah. They're about making it work together mm-hmm. and uh, collaboration. And when you're in a relationship with someone who has narcissistic tendencies, they are trying to mold you and groom you into the person they want you to be, not who you truly are. Mm-hmm. So what you end up doing is you conform to what they are asking of you and you believe that that's what you're meant to do because they tell you they love you so much and they glorify you as a person. So their groomability is amazing because they're able to take you under their wing and be like, you're so beautiful. You're the most amazing person in the world. But just don't do this. Don't do that. Don't yep. do that. Mm-hmm. And you're so perfect. And then you feel like, okay, great. I love you so much. I'll do that. And you lose a part of yourself in sacrifice of your love for someone else. And then you're in this courtship where you no longer even realize who you yourself as a person are. It's very hard to bounce back from, I'm sure, because Anessa, you've been in that situation. I've been in that situation. Christine, you've been in that situation. Like, it really makes you question who you are Mm -hmm. going into other situations And I think that's where the value of having your you time comes into play because you can really take some time to reassess what actually was the reality of what was occurring in that moment. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So what do you do when you've been so hurt, right, from your previous relationships and you've been so tainted? Go through it and figure it out on your own before you get into a new relationship, 100%. And I didn't. So speaking from experience... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I totally agree with that. I think like you need to work through your emotions. For sure. You were the victim in the last one. And it's just, it's just a whole thing. It actually is. I'm of the belief that when you have your you time and you are being single, I believe you should manifest what you deserve. Absolutely. Not when you take the time when you're alone to realize what your worth is and manifest what you desire. And that is what I did when I was by myself. I would not replace that time for the world because in that time I was able to manifest what I deserved. And I never realized what that was until it came Mm -hmm. to fruition. One of the things I will say is that my ideals of what I thought I wanted were also what I know I needed. And I was manifesting the gap. Mm -hmm. I've historically dated people that always told me I was right. Always told me I was a good person. Mm -hmm. Always thought I was hilarious. Like always thought everything I said and did was perfect. And for me, that actually wasn't what I wanted. I wanted Mm -hmm. to manifest someone that put me in my place. Absolutely. Someone that, right? Like someone that would tell me what I didn't want to hear. And now let me tell you, Christina, someone that, Mm-hmm. that is single and looking for that it is very <clears throat> triggering oh god it's yeah. very trigger right it's very triggering to meet that person because they tell you what you don't want to hear but you asked for them to do that when you manifested them it's what you need to hear it's what you need to hear mm-hmm. in my opinion true connection is being able to sit in the presence of someone where you can be totally at peace but you can also be very authentically yourself and you can also sit in the presence of criticism and take it. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, when you meet 
that person, that person should challenge you in all the right ways. And that is like, I think a good way to find that. So a lot of people are dating on social media these days. And I'll be honest, like, that's not how I Mm -hmm. met my person. I actually met my person way back in the day. And we've come full circle moment. It's kind of an anomaly. Anessa met her person in person (laughs) as well. You know, like, I don't get out much because of COVID. Um, but even if COVID didn't exist at this moment and we weren't in lockdown and we were able to go out and stuff, I wouldn't even know where to start. But do you like, I don't know, stand outside the wash, the, man, <laughs> the men's public washroom oh and just God. wait? Like, how do you even start a conversation? You know, I've tried like smiling at like guys, you know, whatever. What I just feel like it's just a moment. Right. And then nothing really comes from that. But honestly, most of the time when I'm out, my head's usually down or I'm on a mission. Right. Finding yourself is the key to finding the right person for you. I broke it down to the fact that the key is to look inward, step back and to look at yourself and to assess what truly you need. And when you start to actually turn your energy inward and you really focus on yourself, you realize you don't need anything. The moment you realize you don't need anything is the moment that that right person comes. And I think that too many people are hunting for what they want when really they need to be hunting for themselves. Absolutely. Because have that energy and time to look inward. You realize who you are and you're like, I'm okay with me. And I kid you guys not, the moment I was so satisfied with just being myself and I was like, I'm actually totally vibing with me right now was the exact moment he came. Yep. It's when you're not looking. Right. I totally agree with that for sure. But I think that's the same for like, for me, that's the same um, method that I use for like everything in my life. Like regardless of what relationship, regardless of like career, like I always go back to like, what do I, what do I really want or need? Um, And then I, you know, daily meditation and like things that help you kind of like zone in and focus on your own energies is so powerful. But I have to say, like, this year has been the most challenging, but the most, yet the most rewarding. It took years to practice. Especially because, like, (laughs) normally you're used to, like, okay, you're going out to work, you're seeing people, you're doing things. So you're 100% less focused on yourself. When you're stuck in quarantine, I mean, even if you're working from home, you have to sit with yourself and kind of learn to figure yourself out and get to know yourself right yeah this, you have no choice <laughs> yeah you have to there's sit only there with so your own much distraction and, yeah if I didn't have COVID I wouldn't have had the time and patience and reason to do it oh same so yeah it exactly it gives you a reason to take a step back and evaluate your life like I loved working at LT the cafe it was great it was an easy job and I was comfortable there right but then I had no choice but to kind of think like okay yeah like I think it's time to get out of that comfort zone it gives you the opportunity to evaluate your life 100% and in every sense of the word it's not even just romance it's about work it's about ambition what's best for ourselves for our future for our future ourselves and our future together and it was like okay it's Mm -hmm. it's time to stop being scared of what could happen what could go wrong get out of our comfort zone and do what we need to do 
So, I mean, like, last year was Mm -hmm. a really good year for me. It's not not the same for a lot of people, but it really put everything into perspective. I could not agree more. It was very much an introspective year with a lot of results. And I think that a lot of people are struggling and I empathize with them and I don't want to take away from their experience. But my personal experience has been I was able to sustain the job I have for the time being. It must I was be able nice. To... <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> I was worried about who am I? What does my future look like? The impact of that was much greater for me because it really set me back that I realized I was with someone and I was in a relationship where I realized this isn't what Mm -hmm. I want and I'm going to end it. And in realizing that, I realized this is a new beginning, but I also realized this is a culture shock. Everything I've known is no longer my reality. And now I need to understand who I am. And as you both know, I went through a spiritual awakening. So not only was it, I need to understand who I am. It was, I need Mm -hmm. to understand who I am now. And I was no longer the person that I was in that moment. I realized I was just a different person. I was deeper. I was more spiritual. I had different needs than I had before. Um, And I had a very particular expectation of what, I perceived as alignment. And then I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to find this. No person exists that meets this alignment of what my new viewpoint is. And if they do, they're right there, but they're a unicorn. Mm -hmm. Like they have to be a unicorn. And um, I'll be honest with you guys, this person existed and we went on our first date 16 years ago. So I've never believed more in the ability to manifest because I myself did it at 33 Mm -hmm. years old. Totally agree with that. I mean, I'm turning 33 this year. So um, yeah, right. But mainly meditation, visualizations and things like that and affirmations. Um, I strongly believe in meditation though. It's really changed my life. I've done meditation in the past and it was like soothing at that time. But now when I do meditation, I can get to a place where I actually feel energy. Amazing. And I think that really has changed totally. the game for it's me. It's a thing. Like meditation, people yeah. think meditation is purpose to add it to is. your life. But what it actually does is take away from your life. It is taking away stress. It's taking away anxiety. It's taking away depression. It's taking away any kind of mm-hmm. um, ego-driven sense of mentality that convinces you that you're not worthy mm-hmm. of what is actually manifesting. I think that meditation is key. And I think that consistency, I don't know if you agree with this, Christine, with your experience. Oh, but 100%. Yeah, right? Like consistency is key. I do. You have to do it daily. Like, I think so. In my life, I have to do it daily because I feel like if I don't do it daily totally. now, something's missing or something's wrong. I- mm-hmm. So even if it's like 10 minutes a day, like I still set aside... 10 minutes a day for 100%. myself and I think everyone should really in general set aside time for themselves all three of us did not meditate one year ago today yeah but also like exercise eating good food hanging out right. with positive like-minded people like us three um I really helped COVID is really interjecting <laughs> in our ability to connect to our community And we are just trying to have a community at this point. And it's really challenging because everybody has their viewpoint on COVID and everybody has a right Mm -hmm. to their viewpoint. 
But in that respect, um, the people that are not interested in participating in social gatherings, it really stifles people who believe in community and connection. And it's lovely to be able to connect with you guys on a podcast and on the phone and via text. But Mm -hmm. there is really another level of interconnectedness when you're able to actually see someone in person and talk about what they're going through and just confide in each other. A hundred percent. I agree. Back in the day, like I used to visualize a big wedding. Um, now I just like don't even, my head doesn't even go there. Like it doesn't. Even... Right. And I think that things like movies and television really, really taint the idea of reality. And then people are askew of what they actually want because they see these movies that make them feel like, oh my God, that's the fantasy. But if you are latched to the fantasy, then you're never going to be in your reality. And I just don't believe that is um, realistic. I think that people should manifest for themselves what they believe they truly deserve. And I don't think a lot of people take the time and effort to actually do that for themselves. And that's why, Christina, I envy you because you have this time on your own to be manifesting this dream person. I don't know if I, like, worry so much about uh, finding someone. I'm more worried about... Right. I don't even know what if I'm really worried about anything right now. Um, more so, like, I, I guess, like, I'm more focused on other things in my life. Like, when I meditate or when I manifest or work on my manifestations I don't think about relationships so much I think about what my future ideally would look like and if that man is to come into my life and is to be part of that picture um then that's great I know I remember when I first met you Brittany and you know we were both I think I was just ending I just came out of a relationship and you were still in your relationship um and I I remember just looking I'm like wow this woman is like so full of life and she (laughs) is so so much much energy energy. (laughs) I'm just like how does she do it she's like this energizer bunny times five and Anissa I remember when I first met you you were working in the cafe and I was like she's the sweetest girl ever so it's crazy how like a place kind of brings together yeah people like us with like three very different personalities I think we're also three very misunderstood people and I think that we all have big personalities we are all very entrepreneurial we are all very Mm self-motivated and we are all like unapologetically ourselves absolutely so that isn't always yeah that can be intimidating to people it's very intimidating I have so many friends have gone through recent breakups and they're in their 30s and COVID obviously was a trigger and people realized things about each other and Mm -hmm. they ended up their relationships and they're complaining about it. And I actually sit down with them and I say, do you really, do you really feel that affected by it? Because the relationships are Mm -hmm. hard work and being with yourself is hard work, but it's a different level of hard work. And you know that you're focusing only on one thing. So is it really that much of a burden to be by yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? Like people think there's yeah, some kind of point. negative connotation with that. And I don't agree. I think that the times I've had by myself mm-hmm. have been the most valuable times in my life. I have to say, I remember the feeling um, 
of like so I've had Instagram mm-hmm. for many years but I, I didn't right. used to post things on there ever uh, I only had it for like my business back in the day when my ex and I were together and I remember when we broke up and I got my own place right. it was the most liberating feeling like I just I just felt free like the word freedom came into my mind and I remember I st- I posted my first selfie of myself in my <laughs> new condo and I was like this is life <laughs> you know I was like oh my goodness I get a king-size bed to myself I get a few I get to eat what I want when I want how I want I get to do all the things and I never felt even I, I just I just remember that feeling that sensation most liberating thing to be by yourself and I think that so many people are rushing to find answers and to fill a void that they don't realize that there is yeah. no void mm-hmm. there's no there's actually <clears throat> no void in being by yourself when mm-hmm. I was by myself it was the best like this sounds awful because I'm in a relationship now but it was the best time I could have had because there's so much value in being, being able to wake up in the morning, meditate, do your thing, have your schedule, do your day the, the way you want to do it. And then you don't owe anybody anything. And that time is yours. And when will you ever have that again? It's true. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Don't <laughs> rush it. Ladies, if you're listening to this podcast, do not rush it. And listen to me, being 33 and single is fantastic. You are preparing yourself right now for the person that's meant for you. Absolutely. Yeah, if it's meant for my past, for sure. I'm also like, I'll I'll just declare it. I am also very okay if I don't end up with anyone. I would have to say, I think what's awkward about dating in general, especially in your early 20s, you're just starting your career. Most of us are. You're getting your shit together and then you're having these conversations with these men that are typically or usually older than you or boys and there just seems to be in my own experience superficial right now that I'm older I'm looking for deeper more meaningful conversations and connections they're not and they're not looking for you so there's a disconnect there because um, guy, a guy who's 27 isn't looking for the right woman necessarily, in my opinion, in my experience. There may be anomalies. I don't want to like Same discount majority. everybody, but yeah. generally speaking, correct. They're looking for like, you know, they're looking for that hot next chick and Christina is <laughs> the full package. So like if you're looking for some girl that's just going to be in it for a fling or a, a yeah. night out, that's not you. And I think understanding your needs and expressing them is massive for attracting the attention that you deserve. For sure. I don't know about you ladies, but like back in when I was dating those younger men, even like older men I was dating at the time that didn't really know what they wanted Mm -hmm. out of life. I remember I always had to change parts of who I was to fit in that relationship like I would downplay everything I would downplay my career I would downplay owning my businesses I would downplay who I really was so I would be able to feel like we're on I the totally same agree. level and that's not right I think either. you I think you have to free yourself to be yourself and I think yeah. that 
if you feel comfortable communicating with someone about your needs, for me, part of the preliminary (laughs) phases of or a relationship is can you handle what I have going on in the kitchen? Because if you can't get the changing exactly if you can't handle the heat get out the kitchen but there's also yeah um I believe in productivity in a relationship and I believe in meeting halfway so my new theory is um and I've learned this with age and experience and meeting my partner is that if you find someone that you think is great for you and teaches you what you need to know you do have to understand a happy medium it's not about changing who you are. It's about mm-hmm. actually meeting someone halfway in their needs, but not sacrificing yourself all the while. You also know lessons. your faults, know when you're wrong, and know what does need work. It's not just like, yeah, exactly. oh, I'm absolutely fantastic. I have zero faults, and <laughs> you need to worship the ground I walk on and yeah. accept everything that I say or do or else. Exactly. Yeah. 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 20 year old me didn't understand 30 year old Mm -hmm. me 20 year old me would have settled for less than she deserved been okay with whatever came her way when you're in your 30s there's some kind of magic about it because you're very particular when you hit your 30s you know what you want but it narrows the field Mm. I would rather have 10 men to choose from versus 100,000 men In your 20s, you have a world of opportunities because, I mean, you're in your prime. When you're in your 30s, most people at that point, in my opinion and experience, have been married or in long courtships and aren't actually looking. So then you're left with that 10% and they're actually focused on you because they're looking at the right things. They're looking at your core, your heart, who you are as a person. And it really helps to eliminate the options because you really know your worth at that point and you really know what is worthy of you. And I think that a lot of people get withdrawn because they're like, oh my gosh, it's been Mm -hmm. six months of being single in my 30s and I just cannot with this pool of people. But that in itself is a sign. Like that in itself is all of these people are no's. Right. So look for the 1%. And if it doesn't come, don't settle. Early 20s, you're more looking to impress other people. I feel like you get to a point, for me, it was like mid-20s. I'd say like 25, where I'm like, this is who I am. This is what I am. And if you don't like it, then bye. I'm not going to try to change for someone else. And you really come into your own. I agree. I agree with that in my twenties, like, like, again, I was in a long-term relationship, but in my late twenties, after that long-term relationship mm-hmm. is really when I came out to play, I went on a lot of first dates. Um, and I don't know. I just felt like there were, <laughs> it was a good experience for me, but right now in my thirties, I'm tired. I don't have the same patience to go through that. So now I'm more picky. I choose more wisely in terms of who I spend my time with. If you're genuinely able to disconnect from expectation, that's when it happens. For me, when I went through my spiritual awakening last year, I discovered that 
being completely alone is a very vulnerable state. And I think a lot of people don't want to get to that state. But when you allow yourself to get there is when that person comes. And I believe that if there's any resistance to that, he won't come or she won't come. But when you allow yourself to actually completely be okay with who you are in the moment as you are doing what you're doing, that is Mm -hmm. when he or she will come. I think that unattachment is the key to creating opportunities. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good way to look at it. And I don't know, it's something that I think people in general need to always uh, retrain their mindset on. Me, you and Anessa are friends for a reason. And I think it's because we are drawn to each other's energy. And we know we can trust each other. And we know that we're in this for the long haul. So I mean, Mm -hmm. there's just nothing to worry about. It just is. And we accept each other for who we are. You guys both know that I went through a spiritual awakening. You're like, yeah, that doesn't change my opinion of you. It just increases our friendship. Were you ever scared of telling Anissa myself, you know, going through a spiritual awakening or like going through your spiritual path? So going into this, I was like, Anissa's going to think this is awesome. And she's going to be like, maybe I don't entirely understand, but I'm on board. Like, I will send you anything to support you absolutely and aid you in this journey because that's just who Anessa is and Christine with you it's just like Christine you're not judgmental at all so you're like yeah I'm on board for the ride I have no effing clue what you're doing (laughs) but like I am here for it it hasn't drastically changed my personality which I know is what you both love but it has drastically changed my journey and my perception of reality And um, I think that Mm -hmm. there are some people that I know I will lose along the way, but I'm also very aware Mm -hmm. that those people weren't meant for me in the first place. It's easy. That's what I like. It's like the people that you're meant to be around. It's easy to just how you know. All three of us understand each other and it's without explanation. So even if one day I woke up and told you guys I was an alien, you'd be like, great, we're on board. What is your alien life like? Friendship without judgment. And I think that relationships are very much a mirror. I'm here for you and I'm trying to understand you. And I will go with you along the ride, but I am willing to be with you along the way. I think friendships and romantic relationships Uh mirror each other very much in that respect. So I used to think that relationships were based on friendships. Um, I've had fantastic very healthy Hmm. relationships with some of my best friends Mm -hmm. um romantically and those were beautiful moments and they taught me a lot of lessons I believe that you just know when you know I think the best way of phrasing it is that the moment you stop asking Mm -hmm. questions is the moment you know you found the right person yeah you just know know. But you also, like, I think a lot of people think that means rainbows and lollipops. And Anessa and I can attest to the fact that that is not the case. Absolutely not. not mean that means rainbows and lollipops. That means I accept you for you. (laughs) You accept me for me. Mm -hmm. But we are going to go through the trenches together. I think that there's a misconception with romance that there's this honeymoon stage that everybody goes through for like three to six months or like seven month stage and you're like I am so annoyed <laughs> by you right now that is nope. not in my opinion reality I think there's so much <laughs> um fantasy surrounding romance that people are misconstrued oh, with what is reality and what is fantasy 
in my experience, the person I think is meant for me, who I am dating right now, we have hit some roadblocks. We have had miscommunications. Mm -hmm. We have Mm -hmm. not had the same sense of humor in all situations. But the underlying common denominator is that we are in it for each other. And we will go through the trenches with each other because we love each other. And it is worth it. And I think that relationships are hard work. And I think that relationships are about me understanding you and you understanding me. And we are okay along the way. 100%. I've had very easy smooth sailing, I'll be honest. Christine, I don't know if you relate, but like I've had relationships where I thought it was completely magical and I felt so connected and I felt so understood and I felt so unequivocally unapologetically myself with someone Mm -hmm. and I was like I'll never find this again I am in a relationship where someone is telling me what I need not always what I want it's what you need to hear what I'm constantly growing as a result of that that's amazing but it's not what people make it out to be sometimes people even ignore what's right just because that's not what they think that it's supposed to look like and I think a lot of people settle for what 100%. is familiar. And people love to be understood. People love to feel like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you totally get me. We've sat together. We've done this thing. We've built this thing together. We've had all these memories together. I've only done this with you. That means you're my person. No, it doesn't. It doesn't always mean that. And I promise you, as a 34-year-old female, I'm just learning this now. I didn't get it at 33. I did not get it. What Mm -hmm. came my way was nothing like what I expected. And it is challenging me. It is helping me grow. It is triggering me. In my opinion, that is stimulating and that is real. Yeah, I agree too. But I like how, Brittany, Mm -hmm. you're kind of protecting what you have right now. and You're not like sharing it with the public. You're really just enjoying the moment. And I think that's very healthy as well. Yeah, we're both very spiritually awoken and we just believe in being with each other in the moment and we don't need everybody to know that we're happy to be happy and um I think that's something that's very old school I think that a lot of people need to sell themselves on social media to portray their happiness and my partner and I Mm -hmm. don't need to we have never even taken a photo together like we don't need to be together in a photo to show people or prove to people that we're happy. We just are. And I think that mastering in the moment, just being. When you feel like you need to, you know (laughs) it's not right. Like when you know it's right, you don't need to. You don't feel the need to prove to everyone else, look at me, I'm so happy. Like my first actual like Instagram post, like not to my story of Steven, was when we got engaged. Before that, there was nothing. And I actually had some people say, oh, I didn't even know you were dating someone. Haven't talked to you in so long. And I was like, yeah, there's a reason for that. Exactly. (laughs) No, no. I don't know. And no judgment. If you want to put your relationship out there and you want to, like, share moments and stuff, that's also part of your life, um, go for it. I enjoy seeing people happy. And I think that's in everyone's choice. I also feel that people that post oh, yeah. a lot of like relationships oh, that's online is another thing. I've definitely been that girl. I have <laughs> been that girl. It just creates more issues 
But I think that also comes down to where you are as an individual at that time. I want to constantly grow. I want to constantly be stimulated. I want this. I, I think, you know, you on this path in your journey, Brittany, Absolutely agree. inspiring. Oh, that's nice. And Nessa, even though she's younger than me, has a very healthy, productive relationship. And true. literally sometimes I lean on Nessa for advice. Even though she's younger, I'm like, is this normal? Is it normal that I'm having these roadblocks? Is it normal that I'm combating this? Is it normal that like someone doesn't agree with me? And also the fact that Anessa is a Pisces and I'm a Pisces. I understand like she's sensitive and I'm sensitive and we don't love that someone puts us in our place all the time. So when it comes our way, we're like, what mm-hmm. the F? Like, are you really going to float down the stream right now? You really want to do this right now? Yep. But then when it comes our way, there's something triggering about that. Sometimes community is really important because when you find the right people for mm-hmm. you, like you guys both are for me and I, I believe the same otherwise, that it's really beneficial to just lean into your community to guide 100%. you sometimes. Yeah, I, I really like that perspective. I do enjoy like the opposite, uh, like my partner to challenge me and to like um, be honest and have those conversations that can feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit like, you know, and I, I think that's that if that's healthy growing together, like that's healthy totally in, a, in any relationship, even in friendships, I think it's healthy. Totally. What would you guys say to your younger self? If you were going to give dating advice, the right person will come when it's meant to be. I think for me, um, just based on my experience, to listen to my intuition more. Totally. Your gut. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, I believe that everyone that you date is a lesson leading you towards the person you're meant to be with. Yeah. Yeah. That's my experience. So if you look back at your track record, of who you dated there's someone that triggered you there's someone that so you thought oh my god perfect man never gonna meet anyone better than him there are gonna be other sub characters that come into your life that are funny or handsome or smart and they build up to the man that you end up with so the man i'm with now is an accumulation of every man i've been with everything i need yeah i can see it from that perspective like i do agree that you do take lessons from every person you meet in your life. And when you find mm-hmm. that right person, you just know like exactly what it is that you need or want versus what you don't need or want. Totally. So that, that makes sense. Totally. I think that dating is ridiculous. First of all, I think that people don't need to date. And that's my opinion. That this is my two cents. People don't need to date. They just need to do the more you overanalyze, the more you combat, the more you worry, the more you put weight on what isn't happening, yep. the more it won't happen. If you want to attract the person that is meant for you, the only thing you need to do is look inward. I think that, you know, all the topics that we covered tonight have been very real and authentic. And it speaks to like all of our experiences. And it's funny how we're all very aligned in an agreement, how we understand love and how we understand uh, relationships I totally agree I think looking for something is when you're not going to find it 
I think when you're focusing on yourself and who you are and bettering yourself, that's when what's meant to happen will happen.